0: Gravery is there in the way they play. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett. The three of them in the back row. The Red
1: 78 with Alan Quillen and Nia Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now.
0: Right now, delighted to say we're joined on the line by former Premier League player with Wolves, Norwich and West Ham and England international Matt Jarvis. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning.
0: Thanks many for taking the call. Great to have you on. A debut
1: it certainly is yeah thank you for having me on
0: you retired about a year is that right what have you been up to
1: that's right yeah uh, retired actually on my birthday so uh, not long <laughs> um, but yeah i've been enjoying doing the other side of it really staying in football be it doing the punditry the media side of things which i really enjoy you know if i can't play there's nothing better than than talking about football or coaching it have you any interest in that area or I've, I've got badges, but at the moment I, I really enjoy doing this side of things um, rather than being on the pitch. I think it might just be a bit too fresh. Yeah, i would be thinking, oh, I should have just carried on and played. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this side.
0: Hard for a Manchester United fan at the minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, obviously growing up in, in Surrey, in uh, down south in, in England, um, being a Man United fan growing up was always uh, good fun. Uh, but at the minute, wow, it's just... It's it's really difficult. I think it's, I think Roy Keane sort of said it. You know, it's it's not. He's not angry anymore. He's just sad because of the way that the clubs changed the philosophy, the mentality, everything about it. You go and watch them, and it, it's just nothing like the the same of of what it was before. The excitement, everything that surrounds it, is not there anymore. So, really difficult period. I think this summer is going to be. Yeah, you know, incredible for the way that they're going to have to get rid of players, bring in players and the type of players that they're going to have to bring in. It's going to be very interesting to watch.
2: Uh, Matt, can I ask from your own experience, was there a different mood to going to Old Trafford when you went there with Wolves, when Alex Ferguson was managing them to say the Moyes era when you were playing for West Ham United? Did you feel that it was an easier place to go almost immediately after Ferguson stepped away?
1: um that's that's such a difficult one I think you know at at the same time I think because of the results when you know uh, Moyes was in charge they weren't quite there you you sort of that fortress of Old Trafford it it wasn't quite the same you know you're still going to the an incredible stadium um and you can feel the atmosphere but I think you're probably right in saying that it just doesn't feel like you know you always felt like even if you were drawing in the 89th minute you always felt like they were going to have a chance Mm -hmm. um you know with Fergie time but um at the minute, it just it's just not the same place. And I think it's the belief of the players as well as the fans and the coaching staff. I think that, that whole side of things has got to have a mental change.
2: Because that's probably something that we don't fully understand. But it does seem that's a real psychological thing. The, the, the reputation of a team, the idea that this team has a reputation of winning games late on. And the more this decade has gone by where Manchester United simply haven't been able to get those results, the easier it is, I suspect, for teams to go there and hang on to results.
1: Yeah, I think I think definitely you used to you used to go there thinking we'd be absolutely delighted if we, if we came away with a draw, but now teams are going there thinking we can get 3 points here and you you, you it's hard to imagine really, but as you said mentally you are focused on going to Old Trafford thinking we can get a result here. These are not the same. You know, you can use that, you know, if even if even if they were 1-0 up, you feel like you can get back in the game whereas before you go when 1-0 down at Old Trafford you're thinking that's it, this could be 2-3-4 but at the moment you you're thinking right we if we get ourselves in front we could actually go and win this game quite comfortably that's that's the difference that's the mentality of the of the teams going there but also the mentality of the home players
0: it's also been like there's been so many false dawns Matt, over the last while, and even somewhat recently, like the Solskjaer departure, and then Carrick comes in, and obviously the appointment of Rannick, and even even on the players' front, with like Sancho coming in, Van, Van der Beek coming in, there was huge excitement about it. Like a lot of stuff, Ronaldo obviously coming in, that has like a lot of stuff that's kind of fallen flat in a way that I think fans expected to have, expected to be the key that unlocked this entire thing. That's the mindset now, isn't it, about Ten Hag that this is the key now. Do you feel as if this is like the the latest false dawn, or does this is this now the opportunity to fix the club?
1: <laughs> this this has to be the opportunity to fix the club. I think there's there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, this season's been a nightmare. It really has. You know, with everything that's gone on, you know, you looking at the you know, Ranić coming in that was supposed to be you know stabilize and improve. You know, the, the, it's been the complete opposite, and I think. You know, having now a first-team manager like who's going to be involved—he's not just the coach; he's the manager. I think that is a, a big part of uh, of, uh, of the rebuild because there's so much that needs to go on. You've got to start in the back room, You've got to start with recruitment. You know, the coaching—that side of things—it's got all got to be a big shake-up. And you know, it's as I said before, just disappointing to to see how far it's it's fallen. But that that needs to come from the manager that needs to come from the board and that needs to come from the owners and they're going to have a real interest in summer where they're thinking, right, these are the players that the manager wants cause he wants to have control of that, that, which is a huge plus for me. Cause I don't, I, I feel like with a manager, if you're going in there and you've got such a job to do, if you're getting told what players you're getting and, and you don't have an impact in, in who they are, I think that's, that's going to be a massive, massive disappointment. So for, for, for the new manager coming in, this is a real opportunity for him to stamp his authority. And like you said, the recruitment, you've got Sancho, you've got Varane and you've got Van der Beek. He's got another opportunity to come in and, and play and get that exciting football. And, and it's not going to be straight away. It's going to take time, but you, you look and you hope that you think, right, the, the rebuild's going to start. And, and that's the first thing that, that he's going to come into as soon as he takes over that, that club he needs to come in and start right from the top, and that's recruitment, it's staff, and it's the board.
0: And, and just on the playing side, like, is it's a very simplistic thought, but in terms of like what they might be able to add in, bringing in like a, a world-class centre-half, centre midfielder, forward player, is is some, something like that makes them almost pretty quickly close to guaranteed Champions League football and, and a huge step forward. Is there is that stick and plaster stuff, Matt, in your opinion, or is actually is that kind of fundamental of what's going on there?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's not going to be as simple as just buying three players and away you go. I think it's the mentality, it's the culture of the club. I think, you know, full-backs, centre-half, centre-mid, centre-forward, you've got to go through the team and that's not going to come cheap. So you've got to pick the right characters. And this is what I talk about with the recruitment. You've got to be picking the right players. You look at other clubs like Liverpool and Man City, these players that they sign there and they're straight into the, you know, they're in the team. they 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 make the team better and it looks like you know Diaz who's gone to Liverpool and Jota you know these players have gone there and they've just hit the ground running it's not like you you have a time where you have to have 6 months a year to bed in they go they go in straight into the team and they 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 look like they've been there for 2 years that's what the recruitment that Man United need in this summer
0: Yeah and Declan Rice is obviously one of those players that gets mentioned all the time in relation to Manchester United you know, and you, on the face of it does look like a perfectly natural fit your times at West Ham would have overlapped although Maybe not in the senior senior side.
1: No, no. But De- Declan Rice. I mean, you know, everyone talks about what a wonderful player he is. What a great guy. You know, he comes across as a, as a a real mature man, and it, his performances this year have been absolutely outstanding. Even in the Europa League game last night, um, his you know they go behind after fifty seconds, and he's demanding the ball. He's in control. He's starting everything off. He's making last-ditch challenges. He's breaking play up. He's doing everything that a captain, a leader should do. And for, for me, for West Ham, they have to have to find a way of keeping hold of him. Um, I know that's going to be difficult, but if, if they can't, then he's going to be going right to the top for very sure.
0: Was there chat about him amongst the senior squad at that point, Matt? Or was he because it, like he really has burst onto the scene in a big way, hasn't he, over the last couple of
1: years? But were you chatting about him in a way that this kid is unbelievable? Or not? Not not just then. No, um, you know he was a lot younger then, and I even I I, swear, I listened to Mark Noble talk about him as well. He said he didn't realize he didn't think he would be good be um, will be as good as he is now, um, and that's just you know that's your plaudits for for Declan Rice and his attitude and his commitment. You know because he, he's a good player, but now he's he's an excellent player, and that's that's down to the player. Obviously the manager and your, and your your teammates, but it's down to the player to put put in the work. Uh, and he's, his improvement's been outstanding.
2: Maybe Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane didn't realise he was going to be as good as he was going to be as well. I don't know, potentially. <laughs> um, on the point that you made about some of the recruitment for Liverpool like you talk about Jota and Diaz and you mentioned Jadon Sancho then on the Manchester United side of things as well I'm just really keen to get your perspective as as a former winger on this so you've got three players here so if you go back a couple of years and and you know if you went through maybe their FIFA stats or, or where they were thought of they'd be very close together if not Sancho being better than the two of them it's it, it's hard to to make a case though at the moment that he's been anywhere close to them form wise so so can you explain to us why there is that not under performance but that, that incapability almost to reach your accepted level or the level you can get to as a winger in, in these games and, and and why being at Manchester United is, is holding Sancho back?
1: Yeah, well, I think obviously you look at his performances last year and that's the reason why Man United went out and, and bought him because he was exceptional. You know, his goals, his uh, assists, his whole round play was was perfect. So you look at this year, obviously it doesn't help when the team's not performing well Um you, as a wide player, it's all about receiving the ball. you know, and if you don't get given the ball, you know then you' you're not in the game. At the same time for him, his confidence was so low. I think you can see that and, and you know you, you, when you're in that position as a wide player, you need to be receiving the ball, you need to be confident, you need to go and take players on. That's your whole role in the team. When it's going tough, you need to be receiving the ball. you need to get turned, you need to take players off, you need to get the crowd off their seat and i think he struggled with that maybe it was the price tag maybe it was just the the system that uh, the man u were playing maybe it was just because of the way that man united were playing they weren't playing very well confidence is low this is a huge thing with with footballers especially in the wide areas but you can see there's moments where he's starting to get his you know his feet under the under the ground he's mm. he's is really starting to get back to what we know. It's not on a regular basis. He needs to be more consistent. But that that comes with the rest of the team as well. I think, you know, Ronaldo's the obvious one where it's just, you know, he's, he's scoring all the goals. But it's, he's got confidence in himself, you know, regardless. Other players need to get that um, in themselves. And, and, and Diaz, you know, it's, I suppose it's a lot easier to go into a team that's flying because everyone else around you is so confident. They know what's going to happen. And you can just fit in. And you you, you can ride that wave of, uh, of confidence with, with everyone else. But whereas Sancho's gone in and everyone's expecting this big shift of where they were last year to now competing for Champions League and the Premier League and it's, it's just not happened
2: Like are Manchester United just not giving him the ball enough? Like is he, you talk about that, that confidence uh, piece and if you pick another person who's really low on confidence it's Marcus Rashford who of course was was playing on, on the wing last night and has done pretty much all season and he has played for Manchester United so is there a common theme there with wide with players not being part of the system enough under Ranić and previously under Solskjaer?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to turn around and say that, you know, it's the system why they're not playing well. They, they haven't played well, and that's down to many factors. It's down to confidence. It's down to quality. You know, they haven't been doing the right things at the right time. But if the team is playing in, in a better way, you're then receiving the ball higher up the pitch. You're then receiving the ball in your, your normal positions at the minute. The, the game's so stretched for United that they're having to yeah you know, they they're not maybe working hard enough to get back into shape to receive the ball they're then you know expected to do you know take three players on and get a shot off whereas you know you, maybe last year there was three runners you know someone was running in behind or created space someone was making another run at the minute there's just no one doing that there's only ronaldo in the box so you, when sancho or rashford get the ball they're expected to take players on and score you know th- these are things that when, for instance, I keep going back to Liverpool, but you look at if Diaz gets the ball, Salah's making a run, Jota's making a run, or if, if Mane's on, he's making a run. You've got people from midfield getting into the box. There's opportunities and, and other options for these players to, to help them either create space for themselves or to lay it on a plate for someone else. So that That's just not happening at Man United at the moment.
0: Um, I want to ask you a bit about West Ham, and I'll do that in a second. But before that, just uh, you mentioned Roy Keane earlier on in some of his comments last night, and he was talking about players not wanting to run for the manager. You've touched on it there yourself. He was particularly, I think, talking about the end of the Solskjaer days. Uh, in fairness to him, also scathing of the entire situation. It wasn't yeah. just, obviously, about that. You must have been in dressing rooms at times, or were you in dressing rooms at times where players had checked out of playing for a manager?
1: I think I've I've been in um in teams where you know it's not going well and then the manager has, has lost his job. But I, I, I wouldn't say I've been in teams that the 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 amount of players that have checked out is is incredible. And that, like Roy Keane made a point about why why are they putting one matter on, you know, when they could have put a young player on to to show and, and I to to a to a degree I actually agree with him because this is the perfect opportunity to show what you can do as a young player when you get this opportunity, because their season's you know it, it, it's it's going the road to nowhere at the moment, and this is a great opportunity for these young players to come in and, and play. And the amount of players that have got their you know contracts are out and they're you know they're still playing, and you, you just think, well, there's, that that opportunity needs to be taken. You only when when you're a young player, you you need that opportunity to show what you can do. And when players are checking out, as you as you mentioned, you know that it just it doesn't look great on, on everyone um, yeah. and yeah you know, I have been in change rooms where some players are out of form you know but not not necessarily as checked out as as much as these Man United players have
0: Yeah it does look that way alright uh, West Ham obviously um, beaten 2-1 at home to Eintracht first leg of the Europa League semi-final last night Plenty of pundits over the last couple of weeks have been talking about like West Ham's name is on the trophy this year, and uh, you know that that it's there for the taking. A bad start last night and a bad result and a tough job now in Germany next week.
1: Definitely, um, and I think this is the first time that they've sort of been favourites in a tie. And I think David Moyes after the game, his comments were, you know, we we sometimes don't have the the right quality. Um, for this type of competition. And you think that's I think he's just trying his best to sort of you know, take the pressure off his, his players and sort of turn the tie into being that underdog again. And, you know, the, the, the amount of build up and the excitement from the fans and the players. I spoke to a couple of players after the Chelsea game and they were so excited about this this game. And after fifty seconds going behind, it's they haven't even been able to get into the game and enjoy it, and the same with the fans. But the reaction that they had was was great. I mean, they've done that all season. You know, Declan Rice, as I mentioned, was demanding the ball and getting the players going again. And you know, it, it, uh, Bowen had a great opportunity to to score, and it just hit the post. And then they get that goal from a set piece, which is. Yeah, that's West Ham all season. They're so strong. But the delivery of the set pieces last night wasn't quite up to their standards. But they still got their goal. And you thought, OK, here we go. This is West Ham. You know, they really were pressing. But Frankfurt showed their quality. They, every time they, they looked to break, they, they really were threatening. And, and obviously, the second goal was a great bit of play. Little one-twos and, and goes. And, and it, West Ham found it really difficult to, to, to break them down. But Apart from a Jared Bowen unbelievable bicycle kick uh, that nearly went over the line, um, for me Ben Rama he was, the, he was the spark that West Ham needed and they just didn't quite give him the ball as much as they, they could but he was, he was exciting when he came on and, and you're, you're hoping that from a West Ham point of view that he's going to start and Bowen and Antonio are, are, are they're the three men that you, you hope that are going to be able to, to turn this around.
0: We'll have you on again, Matt, at some point down the track, hopefully to do a bit of a career retrospective and and luxuriate in that for a little bit. But one before we leave you here, a text in from Bill, uh, wondering about the best and worst players that you played against during your career.
1: Um, best players, that's go easy. I mean, you look at any fullback for, for that I've played against; they're all international players. But the 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 one I would say would he's probably the best fullback that's ever played in the Premier League, and that's Ashley Cole. Um, yeah I don't think anyone could could argue with that he, his his defensive ability and his attacking was was incredible and obviously it helps when you're in a great team but but he, he's probably up there with, with the hardest um, easiest I mean that's, that's a that's a bit, a bit more <laughs> worst, difficult worst to be specific worst worst oh I don't know I think it's been made I think um, Jonathan Woodgate played against me as a, as a right back and he come on came off after about 20 minutes and he was he he speaks about it saying he was, was the best decision that Tony Pulis ever made because he he got booked after about five minutes and then gave a penalty away against me and then should have been sent off and then after 20 minutes had to get replaced so yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one
2: 20 minutes. he's not a
1: right back he's an outstanding centre half <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah. We'll, look, we'll, we'll allow you that one uh, listen Matt thanks Billy, for jumping on we'll uh, catch up with you again down the track
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks a lot. Matt Jarvis there, uh, former Premier League player and uh, England international as well. and um, We'll definitely be catching up with him again down the track. By the way, you are watching R2VM. We're brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day.